Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of I'm Thinking Kinky. I am Domina Octavia Octon, and I am a professional dominatrix and fetish model. I'm here today with a very good friend of mine, the adorable. And ladies and gentlemen, she is actually the woman who introduced me to kink all those years ago. So I thought it would be a great idea to talk with her about how she was introduced to kink. So why don't you say hi to everybody, adorable? Hi, guys. It's nice to meet you. (laughs) So as I said, this woman was the first one to really introduce me to kink, take me to a kink club, you know, kind of defile me, one might say. So and as I said, she's known me a very long time, all the way back to the erotica stage, if you've been listening to my previous podcasts and how horrible that is. She read and survived. (laughs) Now, adorable. Tell me how it felt when you first got to meet another kinkster. I finally had a name for what felt so right in my soul. And it was just a little bud of like growing. One might say a rosebud. Yes. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anal jokes aside, as you were saying. You broke my chair. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. How did you feel? You had a name for what was in your soul. It was freeing, and I had to know more, and so thus began the journey. Um, Before I met another kinkster, though, I first got the idea that I might be kinky when I found this erotica book. It all comes (laughs) back to erotica. All comes back to erotica. found an erotica book. Um... With a dominant male character, and the dynamic was he needed his partner to submit to him. So the story was all about um, this very wild willed woman submitting to him, but still retaining herself. Mm-hmm. And it was fabulous. I loved Romeo and Juliet, didn't get me going, but that man. That's the same thing I feel. Is like, you know, the normal romance thing. If I just read a romance novel, because we all know it's just word porn, it just didn't work unless there was that dynamic there. No, didn't work. Um, Needed more, found it, and then pursued it like a rabid dog. Oh my God, I did the same thing. What was it? What was it like learning about King? learning the etiquette and you know all the stuff you have to learn enlightening I had no idea that there was etiquette to kink when I first started reading and writing it um because it's it started with the books then onto forums where I started writing master slave um erotica we both did it go ahead oh oh the fun times oh the fun times that wasn't enough um so I started talking to people and I eventually went to a convention that had nothing to do with kink, but I met kinksters. But kink found you. Yes, kink found <laughs> me. Apparently I had a big red target on my back that said, whip me. Ooh. You still have that. I know. <laughs> I repainted every so often. <laughs> so what, what did you experience when you first got to go to a kink club, when you really got to get immersed in this world i was bubbling with like anticipate anticipation oh it's all about anticipation. and excitement and i'd been through like lessons on etiquette and 
did some things at home with a partner I met at that convention. And you weren't allowed to go to the club right until you had the etiquette down. Until I had the etiquette down. And my first night at a King convention was one of those nights, not convention, club, was one of those nights when they let you, they get a bunch of people. The introductory nights. Yeah, the introductory nights. And there was all kinds of different masters and slaves, and there was rope play, and... um. It was going to be that night was the determining of if I would get to go again, um, or if I would if I was better off staying at home and learning more. Uh-huh. Um, because you were a submissive. I in was that a submissive. Yeah, I was a submissive. So my partner made the rules, and I was more than okay with that. It's what I craved. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people crave order. You know knowing what they're supposed to be doing. And since I'd been drilled in etiquette and all that stuff getting there, it just came out so freely and it just felt so right. I went um to different um demonstrations. Di- different demonstrations and within five minutes I was naked. Um my partner actually looked at me and was like you realize you can take your clothes off, right? <laughs> We're past the black curtain. You can it, get naked. I was like, really? I can get naked here in public with all these? Yeah. You I, were down with it. I I left a trail of clothing. I actually had to go back and pick it up. Because you know, I, I literally undressed while running. You know, one of my fondest memories is running around the club buck ass naked with you and just walking around tits in the wind just strutting like damn here i am i know you're looking look at my mom (laughs) look at this body no but and i remember when you took me to the club the first night i think it was like a renaissance themed night that they were having I recall a bouncy castle at some point and <laughs> it was, it was great because I kind of got to tip my, dip my toes in it. I didn't know anything at the time. I was a complete and total noob when she brought me into it. Yes. She babysat me very well. Um, it was probably the second most joyful day in my life. The first day was actually experiencing a club for myself and finally having a sense of belonging and, and it really does give you that. It gives you a sense of belonging because you're accepted. And the second was bringing you into it because you're my closest friend and you've always smelled of kink. I stink of kink. But <laughs> Yeah, I stink of kink. Sorry, something is going on on my computer right now. Hold up. Okay, hang on. Okay, it's fixed. All right. So. I stink of kink is where we were. But I honestly, it's true because I, multiple of my friends, even from high school, know what I do. And I'm like, did you ever expect this? And they're like, well, we sure knew you weren't going to be normal. And they ask me questions. And oh, the curiosity is fabulous. So, being in a vanilla setting and just off the fly mentioning kink is just like oops that popped out and then all yeah. they're like they yeah. zero in like tell me more it's like wait a minute what <laughs> yeah no just the questions I've gotten are are really fascinating doesn't it hurt 
Oh, yeah. People are always scared about things hurting. BDSM is not 100% about pain, but it definitely has painful aspects to it. You know, there's like some sensual stuff, and I think a lot of people don't understand that, and it can seem very scary, so to speak. But what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into the community? If you can, find a mentor. Um, if you can't, definitely talk to people who are in the community. FetLife is a wonderful resource. Um, oh, there are forums. You can talk to people. It's it's a great place to learn about talk stuff. Talk to Domina. I still yes. have questions. It's an ever-learning experience. Whenever I have a new question, I immediately go, Domina, I have question. Answer now. <laughs> you please. Greedy, you greedy little brat. You didn't say please. Please. Yeah, I said there please. We go. All right. But yeah, no, I love answering questions. I want to get questions from you guys. I love answering them in the podcast. I love answering them personally. If you just want me to email you, I'm all about teaching people etiquette about how to get into this safely, how to enjoy this. You know, I feel like kink is a very natural aspect of human beings. And you know that if you've listened to my last podcast. So I, w- I really wanted to focus on the experience of entering the kink world. And who better to do that with than the person who introduced me to the kink world um, is the fabulous, the adorable. And it, it just feels great to talk to you guys about it and let you know that when you finally take that leap, there is flight afterwards. You are going to feel so good. It's going to be exhilarating. And suddenly, and you know, the kid community is so accepting. It does not matter what size you are. It does not matter what you look like. If you have tattoos, if you have scars, if you have whatever, people do not care. People... It is really confidence building. And you know what? People, no matter what you look like, are going to walk up and tell you you're beautiful. It is such a loving situation. And, you know, it. You know, there's a lot of protocol. There's a lot of etiquette. You know, you can't just walk up to anybody and assume whether they're a top or a bottom. You can't just assume what they like them. to be called or touch them. You know, like there's etiquette involved. But when you get into it and you start making relationships with other kinksters, it's like suddenly you've got a new family. Like suddenly you've got a tribe. It's just because you're interested in the same thing. People want to be friends with you. They want to talk to you. They want to just expand their horizons. I can go into any kink club. I love that I can go into any kink club, undress, and feel 100% safe, secure, loved, accepted. Um, And comfortable. And comfortable. I have issues. I have body image issues. It's confidence boosting. Um, it's helped me with my issues. And no, it's very safe and secure. No one is going to touch me, even bare ass naked. It is not an invitation for everyone to touch me. It's And everyone understands that. I can walk around all night. I can run around like an idiot. And people will barely blink. They'll give me admiring glances. Or openly stare if they're into that. And I don't mind because I like it. Um, But um, if they approach me, they ask first before they can touch me. And if I say no, it's perfectly cool. Yeah, we follow the rules. It's not just some crazy sex party where people are smacking random people with whips and shit. It is 
protocol oriented and we care very deeply about consent in everything that we do. I've told you guys, consent is cross. And you know what? That builds safety and it builds comfort in the situation. And I have met some of the greatest people. Like I absolutely love all of the ladies and the gentlemen up there at LWP in Allentown. They are fabulous. I love hanging out with them. They are such a wealth of knowledge and they are just fabulous to work with. And you know what? They've created a great environment up there. That would be a great place to wet your toes. And there are clubs everywhere. There are clubs in Baltimore. There are clubs in York, Pennsylvania. There are, you know, it's it's just find what's closest to you. And sometimes you might have to sample different clubs. You know, there are different atmospheres. Some of them are warehouses. Some of them are in renovated houses. You know, it could be anywhere. Introductory nights are awesome nights for an introduction. They, most places will have, whether they have an introductory night on their, like, little itineraries on their website. Uh-huh. Um, almost every club has um and they'll you they'll have like a sampling of everything and you can try different things and you can ask questions and people will ask questions of you and you don't have to jump right in when you walk into a club you don't have to strip down in five minutes like i did and run around like a fool you can take it at your pace nobody's gonna pressure you and you know what we really watch out for each other you know the only time that you have any permission to interrupt a scene is if you see a safe word being violated. And at that point, you have to intervene. But that is, that's it. That's the only reason you should interrupt anybody. And it's, it's just, we, we watch out for each other. We take care of each other. We make sure nothing's happening, that nobody, nobody's getting hurt emotionally or in a negative way. I've had people that I never met before that I did a scene with um, take care of me for the rest of the night because I get subdrop pretty hard. Yeah, and the last episode we did talk about aftercare and subdrop, and you know, like just like I said, some people really need it. Like the adorable does, she loves to be cuddled afterwards and held, and you know that's what some people need. And what what do you need for your aftercare? What's the process for you? Okay, well, I usually push myself to the point where I burst out into tears. You do cry quite often. <laughs> like I said, guys, people cry. It happens. It's not the end of the world. It's not a bad thing when I cry, though. It's not that that's my top. An emotional release, kind of, right? Yeah, and yeah, and most of the, the people that I do it with, I usually will have someone with me who'll be like, that. they'll either know instinctively that that's it, we're done, uh-huh. I don't have to say the safe word, uh-huh. or someone who, who I know will be with me who's domed me in the past and will be like, she's good. She's done. Bring her down. And I have a blankie and I have a teddy bear and I find someplace comfy and I just curl up with whoever wants to curl up with me. She likes to be a little, by the way. She loves cuddle piles. <laughs> it's absolutely adorable. I've, I've cuddled with like 20 different people and I've gone from the sobbing mode to the whole I'm tired, sleepy mode. And I've just passed out on random strangers laps before. It's <laughs> entirely safe. They all curl around me and they realize I'm asleep and they like all like make sure I'm comfortable and I just, I'm gone for the rest of the night. You remember the love sacks? Yes. Oh my God. Love sacks are amazing. I wish I had a love sack. You need a love sack. I do need a love sack. Someone fix this and get this one in a love sack. (laughs) All right. I'm going to have to add it to my wish list. But, um, I, oh, by the way, guys, I got some fabulous presents for Christmas. I got an inflatable bondage chair i got a really cool glowy 3d like holographic 
octopus, which is cool as shit. I got a sexy pair of heels, a fabulous corset. Goodness, I don't even remember what all I got, but guys, that was great. Thank you so much. I love it. I've got some pictures of me in my new gear looking sexy as fuck. And I just wanted to make sure I thanked you. But um back to the back to the main story. What explain what it feels like for you to go through subdrop. What does that feel like for you? Because I, I tried to explain it and I, I like some outside help on what it feels like just emotionally and in your body. What does it feel like? Imagine the highest endorphin rush you've ever had. Because that's usually where it, what makes me cry. I, I hit that high endorphin rush and it all just comes out. And if there's anything bothering me or if I've had a bad week, it just makes everything better. It all just goes away. And I just feel like I'm flying. Um, but as high as I go, I come back down. Um, it's not a negative thing, but the endorphins level out and that can be both a scary, that can be a scary experience for me if I'm left alone to go through it. Again, that's why some people need aftercare. Although it is a good experience, that low needs to be handled. Um, and Having someone there just to curl up with or cling on to while I'm solving bloody murder. Because <laughs> uh, it does sound like I'm dying when I cry. This is why I emphasize people do cry. It's okay. It's not It's not a bad cry. It's so. not a bad cry. Um, I've had people come up and who've heard me crying and I'll be sobbing my eyes out either on the dom I just had a scene with or on Domina, or when I first started, it was on my partner. Um, and they would just be like, they would just mouth, she's fine. She's just had a really awesome release. And they'd go and walk away, or they ask if but they can like join a, in the pile. It's almost like a rapture cry. Like, you are so I saw raptured Jesus. in the moment. Oh, my God. Right? It's like, it's like <laughs> that's what God is, is that feeling of just, oh, my God. It's enlightening. And you, and you let everything go. And guys, like, like I've told you, I started out as a submissive. I have felt that. I know what that's like. And honestly, it's freaking amazing. It's like an orgasm, but just emotional. And then you come back down, and like I said, you as high as you go, you dip down that far. And with aftercare, someone's there to piece me back together and cuddle me and tell me, it's okay. You're a good girl. You're perfect. You're safe. And I'll calm down, level out, and then pass out. You pass out rather quickly. But, um, so, it, again, I just any more advice you can give people who are listening, who are interested in the scene? Like you said, learn, you know, go on forums and stuff. But, like, confidence-wise, what, what, what do, would you like them to know? Just go for it. Um, I know that sounds super easy and bland and cliche. Um, but just jump, guys. Yeah, just take the leap. Close your eyes and jump in. I mean, it's a dominatrix and a submissive telling you right now, just fucking do go. it. Go I actually it. needed a little help going through the curtain. You can take as much time as you need. Um, but I towed around the curtain, got myself settled before actually going in. 
And then when I first went in, I just observed. It was a lot to take in. And yes, it was exciting, but I've never seen it all before in real life. And it's okay to be overwhelmed. I it's, did, it's a whole new world. You're I, literally going through a curtain into something new. I did circuits around the entire place. Um, stood and watched several different people before I picked out what I wanted to try that first night. And once I started trying things, I tried like 10 different things that night. <laughs> things I'd never done before. And I'd only dreamed about. Right. You got to explore that kinky shit in the back of your head that you never got to try before. And it, it was addicting. Like the best kind of addiction after, ever. Right. But anyway, guys, we're kind of getting long on this one. So I'm going to go ahead and break it off. Um, I Just so you guys know... If you want to support us, you can actually help support the podcast. There is a button below the podcast that you can click. You can support as much as you want. Any amount is fabulous. It'll go straight towards producing these podcasts, getting better equipment. Right now, the equipment's not so great. But anyway, I want you guys to keep thinking kinky. Would you like to say goodbye? Yes, I would. Bye, guys. It was nice meeting you. Definitely ask this woman questions. She knows what she's talking about. Um, Aww. <laughs> Maybe feel fuzzy. You are. You, are. you <laughs> know what you're doing. Okay. Well, anyway, guys, keep thinking kinky. I can't wait to make another episode for you guys, and I really hope to have some questions to answer. So have a great night, and goodbye. Take a leap. Take a leap. <laughs>